0: Well, hello, and welcome to this edition of the Faithfully Entrusted Podcast with pastor, author, and teacher, Dr. Travis Tyler. I am Zachary Pugh, and I will be your host for today. Travis, good morning. How are you? Hope your uh, Friday is blessed here.
1: I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you, brother?
0: I'm, I'm good. I'm doing really good. It's been a good week. And uh, we're excited to join you here on the Faithfully Entrusted Podcast. We hope, as always, that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Now, we've been working through a series called What Does a Mature Christian Look Like? And we covered a couple different topics over the last few weeks. So I encourage you to go back and check those out. Um, When you do uh, listen to these podcasts, there are notes that are involved and some of the references that we use and some of the information that we use uh, are in those notes. Uh, within the podcast. So please make sure you check that out. So today we're going to focus on, on uh, I think the overall concept would be not withdrawing and not being isolated. That's not what a Christian does. I'll read here what uh, Dr. Travis um, wrote, not prone to unhealthy isolation, does not fall out of fellowship or withdraw from people for extended periods of time and can maintain long standing friendships. This is very interesting not something I think that a lot of believers think about. Um, So I'm really excited to kind of dive into that today. And I know we have some scripture to go through as well. So let's get started.
1: Well, I think the first one I would pull out in highlighting the importance of this is going to have to be Hebrews 10, 25, which tells us not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Um, This verse tells us every church throughout church history has had a agreed upon time that they meet and that they gather together as a body collectively. And this is sort of a, this is a command and a warning together, you know, uh, don't forsake the gathering together that is there. Paul says here much more as the day uh, is approaching. That of course, the day is Jesus's second advent when he returns in judgment. We are applying this verse here uh, in the in between, between when his first advent and his sef- second advent, and so assembling here happens, and it's not only limited in churches, but uh, you know, small group settings, gathering with other believers, where, that area where you can have larger accountability and smaller accountability in in one's life, where you can hear wisdom and warning from people. Uh, I think that you know, if we were to look in scripture, the Bible tells us. In Proverbs 18, 1, that one who has isolated himself seeks his own desires. He rejoices all, he, excuse me, he rejoices, he rejects all sound judgment. And so people think they can just be an island to themselves as Christians, according to Proverbs eighteen one, and according to Hebrews that we just read. That's not a possibility. Yeah, and we ser- we serve
0: a God who's who's uh, relational, right? I mean, if yes. you know, you're you're really you're talking about Hebrews, right? Which is the toward the end of the Bible, um, mm-hmm. you know, that we have, and then you know, take Genesis forty nine two, gather together and hear, O sons of Jacob, and listen to Israel, your father. We've been the Bible's been talking about gathering together a long time. What did God do with Adam and Eve in the garden? Mm-hmm. He would yeah. come down in the cool of the day and take a walk with them and and have a relationship with them. And then, of course, when they sinned, they hid, and he came looking for them. So I think this is something that I've really never thought about, and that's why I love we're doing the series about. I think there's a lot of people out there who do retract and withdraw, and maybe they go to church, you know, maybe they post things on social media, but do are they spending time with other believers? Yeah, um, are are there other men? In their life, in our or situation, women, or right. women, of course, yeah, yeah. But for us, me and you, are there men in our lives? that Well,
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't completely downplay the importance of godly women in my life as well. I mean, you know, there's, um, there are ladies here at this church. Um, I think some of the best rebukes I've ever received have been from godly women. <laughs> so, my, you my know, wife old, rebukes me all the time. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've gleaned wisdom from them and help from absolutely. Them, so, no, and that's you know, a good. Just, that's a great point, but you got to have those people around you, yeah, men and
0: women. Um, and I I've never thought of it this way, but like in in just some I'm not gonna name names, but in some discussions I've had with other people, it is funny how people who are living in like belligerent sin, whether they're truly converted or not, they don't want to be around other believers. Like no. they don't want to have those relationships because why? Well. If if you're around somebody who's wor- anything worth their salt, they're going to call you out on some of your sin, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's a really it's it's simple, it's pretty easy to understand. But man, it's it's important to keep that. And it's it's I guess it's a box to check, right? Like if you are starting to move away from other believers, then what's going on?
1: Well, I think that you know that proverb tells us you're rejecting sound judgment. Yeah, and uh, you know, think about this. You you brought up Genesis a minute ago. God walked with them, gathered with them in fellowship. But when they broke God's command, what's the first thing they do when God shows up? They went and hid. They isolate and they hide from God. Um, So you know, and they're hiding together because they're in the sin together, right? Misery loves company, and sinners Mm -hmm. love company. You know, so Um, the Bible tells us in Genesis two eighteen, it's not good for man to be alone. Yeah. You know, um, we're not designed to be alone. Actually, a fascinating study. I don't know if you're into, you know, different psychological studies. I find so many of them fascinating. The prison system uses a thing called, I guess it's commonly referred to as the hole, where they'll isolate prisoners for an amount of time from anybody else at all. And they only just get a food tray. And I'm not even sure the guards interact them when they drop their food tray off. Yeah, um, Many prisons have stopped using it. Did you know this? Because it was deemed one of the most horrific forms of torture to yeah. be just isolated from other yeah. people. And in this study, I was listening to, I think it was a podcast by NPR inmates who had been in isolation. I think they use it, but it's, it has to be limited. Like if you're in isolation for more than a year, you begin to hear voices and you begin to go insane. Wow. And no, I mean, I, and I, I believe that.
0: I mean, what was the, I mean, we not to get into a COVID discussion, but one of the most damaging, of course, you know, the, the virus took people and we have to acknowledge that, but the toll from suicide and other things that the virus took on people, I think is much more. And why? Because people were so isolated. Like you, you know, there were periods where we couldn't even go to church, you know, and then, and, you know, I know as you, as a pastor, I mean, that's a, that's a worry that I think a lot of pastors have. And we've talked about it before on this podcast about coming back together as a body, like, Satan
1: wants to keep us isolated. Sure. I mean, the Bible reminds us of this. Uh, Ecclesiastes 4.12 tells us, mm. and this is in line with other verses on this topic, but a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, yeah. but two can stand back to back and conquer. That's right. Three are even better for a three-braided cord is not easily broken. Mm. And so, you know, you, you really want to go at this life alone and no brothers and sisters at arms on each side of you? I mean, that's that's dangerous it, it, it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense does it to no. to like
0: separate yourself out there and 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 not not be with other believers um it just doesn't make a lot of sense but again it's, it's like satan is the great you know deceiver he wants to keep us separated um and uh i think about uh I think about Ruth, you know, in Ruth one sixteen. do not urge me to leave you. This is her name. And he's trying to get her to go back to her family. Right. And yeah. Ruth says, do not urge me to leave you or turn back from following you for where you go. I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge and your people shall be my, your, my people and your God will be my God. And I'm going to, even she goes on say I'm going to die with you and I'll be buried with you. And you know, nothing but death is worse to me than parting from you. And, I just, I, you know, if you know that story of Ruth, she's eventually rewarded and here's a Gentile, right? Somebody who's not a Jew, a dog as you know, the Jews would look at them who is in the line of Jesus. Why? Because she was faithful. She didn't want to be separated from Naomi who she trusted and just that community was awarded to her with Boaz. And then, you know, eventually she's the great, great grandmother of David, which is incredible. So that's, the importance of it when you fit. So what we, I guess, what would you tell people that are sitting here going, you know what I am? I'm am a follower and I've been convicted by this and I'm separated from friends and family and I've, I've really, you know, because we're coming out of COVID. I'm sure there's people that are, that may listen to this. that may be like, man, this is me. How do
1: you get back in line with community? I think the first thing you do is you just force yourself into the discipline of gathering together with the body. So, you know, I said earlier that this is not necessarily limited to the church in, in Hebrews 10, but it's at least the minimal is to show up for the collective body together. Right. And so I think getting in the discipline of going, you know, once you're in the discipline, what's the old saying? Is it three months to form a habit? Yes. I mean, they say like
0: 30 days, 90 days. I mean, there's yes. different, but yeah, I mean, make yeah. yourself,
1: make that the priority. Like you don't need to get up Sunday morning and ask yourself, should I go to church? That's a decision you already made three months ago. Right. You know, now if you get up and you're puking your guts out, please don't share that. But <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're just like, I feel lazy because I my shoulder hurts, you know, I mean, come on, dude, you know, yeah, uh, you know the 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 quick litmus test would be this: if it was something you really love, like for me, and you, if somebody gave us tickets to the Tennessee Alabama game this weekend, man, there wouldn't we'd, be a we'd move hell and high water, wouldn't we, baby? To get we there, we would, we <laughs> would, we would tackle sore <laughs> shoulders, maybe even broken femurs to try to get there. That's you know right. what I mean? And uh, similar fashion, there, you know, w- what would you overcome? To be with the body, which is really a lot more critical than being at a Tennessee football game. That's right. There's pri- there's
0: certainly priorities and it's something to do, but it's definitely something to to look at. But let briefly, let's. Why is isolation so dangerous? And and why if you're somebody who's sitting here and you're like in your 40s or 50s or 60s and you're like, you know what? I don't have long standing relationships and I've never had those. Yeah. How do you look at that and say, hey, I'm an older person. How do I even? How do I even figure out? Maybe your fr- maybe your
1: friends are dead. You know, well, there's <laughs> well, that I mean, I mean, I know that happens. Uh, that, I, that's I'm, not funny, but no, you know, but I mean, I, I, there's I, a book I, that I was it. written called All it. My Friends Are bread. <laughs> Have you ever heard it? No, <laughs> there's one page where there's an old man on there and He goes, most of my friends are dead. It's like all the words that rhyme with bread. So dead. You turn the next page. He goes, oh, all my friends are dead. You know, so so you've had these longstanding. I think, first of all, you know, you you thank God for those longstanding relationships you had. But. They're making a point when you're at a point in your life, you need to invest in somebody younger and, uh, and start, you know, building new relationships because I just want to remind you of this first Peter five, eight says, be sober minded and be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So, you know, you could go, you know, if, if you're in the Marines and your buddies, you know, tap out on you, retire out or die. Uh, hopefully you get a new new Marine at your left side or your right side in a similar fashion. That's the way we got to think about the body. You know, we, we want you know, God may have called our friends home that we've had for years, but, but I'm going to tell you something though. It's a beautiful thing when you see friends who are Christians and long standing friendships, man, there's, there's no substitute for that in my opinion like it's just what's well, a gift from god i mean that's, I yeah think about you and it's I. a beautiful we, thing
0: we've been friends since you know the mid 90s 96 97 mm-hmm. somewhere in that range and uh you know have we stayed in touch every week no um but we have stayed in touch historically over the years and you do drift apart do we
1: randomly run into each other in places like yes because god doesn't want us to get too far estranged so, that's right you know.
0: and so i think that's the thing like he blesses us i i'll tell you this one of the biggest compliments i think my wife has given me um is that she 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 brags on me to other people about how and i've never thought about it that's why i like this podcast today she talks about how like i have all these long standing relationships with other men like buddies of mine that i've had for a long time. And I don't have a ton of them. It's not like there's 20, but there's probably five or six guys. Yeah. That I that I I've known for a very, very long time. And um and I just I I love it. I can't imagine not having that and, and being alone from it. So that's incredible. So what uh what little nugget would you leave us with today? Do you have a nugget for today? Well, there's
1: there's so many. I, I guess it's more of a thought okay. than a nugget today. So uh J.R. Tolkien is a mm. a well-known author who wrote Lord of the Rings, right. and um, they're trying to do a series now, the Power the Rings. So this is somewhat relevant. Stay with me. Do you know what Lord of the Rings is primarily about, Zach? By the way, I mean it's the gospel, isn't it? I mean, it's... well, yeah, there's there's definitely gospel overtones, but actually, that whole that whole series is about friendship. Yes, instance,
0: it's that's about exactly right.
1: friendship. It's about the friendship of the guys. And he actually says that, that he wrote this series about the friendship, you know, and and as as he was talking to his friends there, uh, he had C.S. Lewis. He had some others in in Mm -hmm. sort of a writer's guild there that he'd been friends with for years. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a red state or a blue state. Everybody will probably either list family or some kind of erotic relationship as their number one most important relationship in their life. But number two in every country, every nation, no matter how far apart you are on the political spectrum, is friendship. Number two is friendship. And so friendship is a gift for believers and unbelievers, but it is even sweeter for believers.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. And we got to have it. And I have said it before on this podcast. I'll say it again. Um, it doesn't matter whether you're 25, 45, or 75. You should have, You should have somebody a little older than you. It may be hard for that 75-year-old, but... You should have somebody, your, you know, contemporaries around you and you should be mentoring somebody younger. I love the, I think so many people are so afraid to get old and there's so many things out there on the market to make you look younger and everything else. There's nothing more beautiful to me than a 60, 70, 80 year old woman who pours her life and experiences and knowledges into younger women. Younger women today, these 20 year old girls, these 30 year old girls, they need godly women to speak truth in their life they need them to say hey you shouldn't dress like this when you come to church you're 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 hurting your brothers in christ you know there's you know they're struggling with things like you know here's how you love your husband here's how you die to yourself every day here's you know here's how you make a great chess pie you know just all that stuff you know i just think that Um, you didn't laugh at that, Travis. I'm disappointed. (laughs) I love chess. You're thinking about something. You must be thinking about something.
1: Well, I was trying to find that one quote by Tolkien, you know, is what I was, because I didn't find it before. And I was like, uh, and then I lost time. And then I was like, oh, well, anyway, so you, if you can find it, we'll put
0: it on the uh, broadcast. Let me do a little reader here and maybe you can find it while we're doing this. If you'd like to reach out to us, there's a couple different ways you can do it. Our email is gmail.com where you can always text us your thoughts. uh, Call us 423. 707-2504. Again, 423-707-2504. Reach out, tell us what you think, if there's something we can pray for you about, uh, or if there's a topic that you would like for us to discuss, we would be happy to listen. And you can find this podcast wherever podcasts are listened to. Um, Facebook, you can check us out there. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, just to name a few. That's where you can point people in your direction to find the podcast and do what Travis and I do. Just grab people's phones and subscribe them to That's the right. podcast. So just do. remember, you can always reach out to us. We're really excited about the series we're in. What does a mature Christian look like? And every week in the notes, I will put the last several that we've done. So there should be, uh, there'll be three this week. So the first one was um, a, an intangible yet obvious inner strength, peace, assuredness that uh, can only be nourished by sincere faith. It manifests itself in gentleness and a sense of personal contentment in life, and then a long-standing track record of endurance, stability, consistency in all conditions of life, in good times and in suffering. And then again today, not prone to unhealthy isolation, does not fall out of relationship or fellowship with other people for expended periods of time, and can maintain long-standing relationships. Anything in closing, Travis?
1: No, I don't think so. I couldn't find the Tolkien quote. I'll try to get it ready for next time. But the the basis of the quote was in their friendship. One of their friends died, and he was kind of saying that, uh, one person, you know, you would think I would have more of the other friend than I did before. Now that I've kind of got into myself that that friend's passed away, but he actually said I have less of him because the other friendship shined a light on that friend uh-huh. that, uh, I didn't see unless we were all together. And now that he's gone to be with the Lord, I've lost that light in that aspect of my other friend. And I thought that was a beautiful thing.
0: So. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, very, very good. Well, thank you so much for your wisdom and knowledge today. Uh, for Dr. Travis Tyler, I'm Zachariah Hugh. Join us next time when we open God's Word to find out how Christ has faithfully entrusted us with His Word. We will see you next time. God bless.